welcome to Hillcrest Church Audio. We hope today's message will help you grow. My name is Kathleen, as Kathy said, um, and that's three syllables. It's Kathleen, so it's kind of spelt funny. It's an Irish spelling. And I am one of the UCM pastors, and I serve in Mount Vernon alongside with my husband, Will. And I think we have a picture. Yeah, there he is. He's a cutie, and he's mine. So, and it's, it's both of our life's passions to reach students with the love of Jesus. And we just feel so blessed that we get to do that together um, in Mount Vernon. Um, yeah, so that's just a little bit about me. Um, and here we are. It's the second day of 2022. Can we just pause for a second and be like, wow, I don't know how that happened. Does anybody know how that happened? I am still in disbelief. Um, But I find each new year, it brings a sense of anticipation, um, wondering what is this new year going to hold for us? And I, for one, am very hopeful. I tend to be a positive person, and I'm hopeful that this year is going to look really good, that it's going to continue to improve and we'll leave the hardships that we've been facing this past couple of years in the past. I think most of us can probably relate to just wanting to leave the past 18 months behind us, just move on to better things, right? Um, But I think it's still really important to reflect on the things that have been happening, even if it's been hard, um, because God is still doing things, right? Yeah. So I personally find it really hard to process 2021 right now because I still feel like I'm processing 2020. Seriously, it felt like 2020 and 2021 was like this really bad soap opera that just drama things kept happening one after the other. Can anybody relate to me in feeling that way? Yeah? Good. Um, Now, the past couple of years, maybe they've been really hard for you or maybe... It's been great. I I don't know what your life has looked like, but I think we can all agree that on some levels, it's been really hard. But God is still moving, and it's good to reflect on things, even when they're hard. Um, And we should remember, not just because it's a really nice sentiment, um, but God actually commands us to remember Remembering gives us solid footing when we move forward. It frames how we see the world, and it helps us make better choices and, um, when we reflect on what we have experienced in the past. It's invaluable. And reflecting and remembering actually is really healthy for us mentally. Um, there's been studies done with children, and it's found that the kids that know their family narratives, the stories of their family's past, actually suffer less from anxiety than kids that don't know their family narrative. So guys, we need to start telling your kids uh, what's been happening in your family's past because it's a really good memory is a gift from the Lord. And the Bible has a lot to say about remembering. And in today's passage, it says not to forget. And for simplicity, I'm just going to talk about remembering and not forgetting. Like, they're the same thing, interchangeable. Um, 
And a lot of instances in the Bible talks about God remembering us. But God also wants us to remember him. God wants us to remember what he has done for us in the hard times and in the wilderness times so that when we enter a good land, we don't forget that we still need him. So our passage, it's from Deuteronomy 6. And I just want to give you a real brief like background of Deuteronomy. So Moses wrote this, and it was to a new generation of Israel, and they were just about to enter into the promised land. So children of Israel, they spent 40 years wandering around in the wilderness. They had to sleep in tents. They ate only manna and maybe some quail. Now, I'm a total foodie, so just the thought of eating only, like, quail and manna for 40 years, I'm like, I get tired of the same food after a couple of days of leftovers. That's not for me. So the wilderness was hard, and I'm willing to bet that at the end of it, Israel was very tired. And if I might be so bold, I would say that we've kind of been going through a wilderness of our own. Only instead of wandering around the desert, we've had to deal with a lot of COVID stuff, right? And just like the children of Israel, we're tired. We've been longing for a better land. We've been longing for some peace and rest from what's going on in the world. And I think we would all like to see 2022 bring us that, right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to reread our passage, and then we're going to dive in, right? So when the Lord your God brings you into the land he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, Wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. When you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. So, the children of Israel are on the brink of entering into the promised land. This land that they had been waiting for for so long, they were just about to receive it. So not only was this land going to be their very own, which is new to them because they had just spent a long time in slavery and then wandering around having nothing, um, but it said it was going to have flourishing cities and gardens that they didn't even have to plant. They would be so richly blessed, inheriting a land that they didn't have to really put a whole lot of work into to make fruitful and functional But I think the main part, the main point of this scripture is that when Israel enters into this land and they're fully experiencing God's blessing, then don't forget what God has done for you. They're not supposed to forget the Lord. Remember the Lord. This passage also makes me think of the question, Like, what kind of land is the Lord bringing us into for 2022? Maybe you have a new job. Or maybe your family is going to start growing. Or maybe there's health concerns. 
things could be really looking up or maybe they're not looking so good. Whatever transition we are facing, the Lord is calling us to remember him. Now, for me, 2022 is looking pretty good uh, for me and Will. But I think our new season kind of started back um, this summer. So me and Will have been living in a tiny, itty-bitty, one-bedroom apartment here in Bellingham, which was really interesting when the lockdown happened and we had to work from home in this tiny space. Um, But that's a story for another time. Um, This August, we were able to buy our very first home. So here's a picture. We love our house. It's beautiful. We waited and we prayed, and God just provided so miraculously for us. And he gave us this beautiful home. And we even inherited a huge garden that we didn't have to plant. Now, granted, it was full of tomatoes, which is the only vegetable that I don't like. (sighs) But my friends really got to benefit from this. Um, So our lives aren't perfect by far, but right now we're in a really good place. The Lord has brought us into a really good land. And I believe God wants to bring you into a good land too. And like Israel, I need to not forget. We all need to not forget what God has done in the wilderness times when we enter that hopefully better land. Because just because we're not in the wilderness doesn't mean we don't need him. So what, oh, what does it mean to remember the Lord? Because it seems odd to me, doesn't it, that you could forget the Lord if he's just done something amazing for you. Well, but this is a clear command, so obviously it's something that we need to work for, right? So I just want to kind of go over what forgetting is and kind of the context of the Lord. So forgetting is where you ignore what God has done in your life. You're putting it out of your mind, it can be pretty passive. It could just slip your mind. It's, not when you're, it's when you're not living in a way that reflects that God has done what God has done in your life. Now, remembering is the opposite of that. Surprise, surprise. Um, remembering is always active. It is consciously keeping in mind the Lord. Letting the things he has done change your perspective on the world around you. And it's making an effort to bring that to the forefront of your mind. When you remember the Lord, you live in the light of the things that he has done. You recall that he's provided and you trust him again. And this also causes you to grow in thankfulness and causes you to praise him because you're aware of how much he has blessed you. So we should ask ourselves, what has God done for you in the wilderness? What do you need to remember? Because remembering is always harder than we anticipate. Just ask me where I have left my phone today. Forgetting is really easy to do. But when it comes to the Lord... It's good for us to realize that if we don't follow this command, then we're not obeying him, 
If we're not obeying him, that means that we're falling into sin. It's a command. Remember the Lord. But why does God give us this command? Like, why does God want us to remember? Well, if we can just flip a couple chapters over in Deuteronomy, we find another verse where God is saying, hey, don't forget me, um, which also says how important this is. Um, But it also gives us a little bit more information as to why. So I'm going to read Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 10 through 14. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and your gold increase, and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt out of the land of slavery. So this passage, it talks about when everything is going well for you, when you're feeling satisfied, when you're real comfy, you got to be careful that you don't forget the Lord because if you do, you're going to think that you got there on your own. So this pretty directly applies to us. If we fail to remember the Lord, we're going to start thinking that we can do it on our own, that we can rely on ourselves to provide. We'll become proud and forget who gave it all to us. It would be like me saying, hey, look at this huge, giant tomato garden that I planted at my house. Like, in reality, I did zero work for that. God provided and blessed me with that. Now, pride is... A really tricky thing. It can sneak its way in there. And I find oftentimes there's stumbling blocks that we face of being really gifted or really smart or really strong. Because then it's really easy to just rely on our our smarts, on our strength, and our gifts. We convince ourselves we don't need God when we do that. And we fall into a trap of self-sufficiency. We attribute the things that the Lord has done to our own hands. Now, it's really easy to get comfy when we're in a good place. Now, for a long time, I don't feel like Society has been in a good place. So maybe we're not comfy yet. But looking forward, we could get comfy. And being comfy is, I find, really dangerous for my faith. Um, When I'm comfy, I don't really have a reason to cry out for God. When I'm going through some sort of wilderness season, I'm always crying out, Jesus, Jesus, help me. But when there's no storms... And I'm not drowning. Do I have a reason to cry out to God? Now, being comfortable isn't inherently bad. The problem comes when we fall into complacency from that. And we have complacency towards the Father, and we stop thanking him for his blessings. And we start not thinking about it. Today, I really wanted to talk about 
remembering because it's something that has been dear to my heart in this season. As I've entered into this better land, I have found myself becoming more complacent. Things have been easy. I'm just kind of going with the flow. Now, of course, there's pandemic drama, but for the most part, for the first time, first time in my life, my life is just so simple and good. And, but I've been forgetting the things that God has really built in me, the things that he has challenged me with, the things he has brought me through. And lately, I've been feeling God calling me to remember him and to remember the things that he has done. But honestly, I wasn't too keen on that idea. I just would much rather forget about the hardships I faced in my life, just kind of move on and focus on the here and the now, just like I think we all would like to forget about the past 18 months. We just want to move on. It's easier, in a way, to just focus on the now. But then I found myself asking the Lord, you know, it would be really cool if you, like, did something, like, in my life that was, like, big, and then I would know that you're still walking beside me. But you know what the Lord told me? You need to remember what I've already done. So I thought, just so you know where I'm coming from, that I would tell you a little bit of my testimony. You guys up for that? Okay, good. So, fun facts about me. I didn't actually graduate from high school. I had to drop out to work in my family's struggling business. as a restaurant, so I spent a long time working as a waitress. Um, but that didn't really settle well with me. And when I was 19, I finally felt God calling me to go to school. And this was really exciting for me. Um, so I enrolled at Skagit Valley College. I got my GED, and then I enrolled in college classes. And for the first time, I was like, yes, God's going to use me here. He's going to do things with my life. But then something very unexpected happened to me, and I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Now, I'm just going to make a really long story very short. Um, I almost died, but... By the grace of God, he brought me through that experience. And the point I'm really trying to make is when I reflect on the things in my life, the wilderness experiences that I have, that experience tops them all. Because those were my very darkest days. But when I think about the experiences that have shaped my faith, that have developed tenacity and perseverance, I think about this experience. Because my need for God then was so very great. And I came to trust him completely with my life in a real life and death situation. And the Lord, he gave me a new life because I am a completely different person now because of that experience. I face so many more challenges And I know that God can get me through anything because I've been through that with him. And what I came to realize is that I need to remember what the Lord has done in my wilderness. Because when I forget, I lose my perspective. 
And I start trying to earn my own way. And I try to deserve what I already have. And I start assuming that hard work can get me there. I needed to realize that I need God now in my good times just as much as I did then when I was fighting for my life. So the Lord asked me to remember, to draw near to him in thankfulness for how far he had brought me from a high school dropout, battling cancer, to having a job that I love, a wonderful husband, and a beautiful home. You see, God's heart is to be near us. He was near me in my darkest days, and now he wants to be with me in my good times. And his heart is exactly the same for you. God wants to be near you in your wilderness, in the things that you're struggling with, those hard times. But he also wants to be included in your joyful times, in your celebrations, in the times that you're just sitting back, relaxing, and enjoying life. He wants to be in, with you in that. And when we leave God out of those parts of our lives, those good parts of our lives, it breaks his heart. Just imagine having a friend that only called you when they wanted help from you. Hey, can I borrow your truck again? Like, that's not a real friendship. God desires to be with us in every season of our lives, and he deserves that. And you know, God is so good because he was helping me to remember And he helps us all to remember. He has not left us or forsaken us, even in the midst of our forgetfulness. He sends us ways to remind us. And for Israel, that looked like feasts and festivals, you know, like the Feast of Tabernacles, where they stay down in tents like they once did. And Passover, where they remembered God passing them over. And Jesus, he gives us Communion to remember his sacrifice and his covenant. And guys, I really want to encourage us to share praises and testimonies with each other because we can help each other remember what God has done in our lives when we hear what he's doing in other people's lives. So we should ask ourselves, what are the things that help us remember? And what are the things that we need to watch out for What are the things that make us forget? And when we enter in to the good land that's flowing with milk and honey, our need for him doesn't stop there. We need him just as much in the good times as the wilderness times. We need him to continue to bless, to continue to provide. We can't rely on self-sufficiency. That's not going to grow us closer to the Lord. It's not going to get us anywhere. We need to express our gratitude and our praise to him. We could never enter into a good land without him. In every season, we need to look to him in the old and the new and the yet to come. 
So 2022, as we welcome it in, we're hoping that it's a much-needed relief. But let's try not to get too comfy. Let's not forget how God has been working through the pandemic, the things that we have seen him done during this time. And we should still ask ourselves, what are the things God wants us to remember? Because he's never going to waste a wilderness season. He's always going to refine us through it. And as I close out, I just want us to reflect on these questions again. What is the land the Lord is bringing you into for 2022? And what does the Lord want you to remember and take with you as you go there? I really encourage you to write these down and later reflect on them and talk to the Lord about it. Because no matter what season you're in, you're very much in need of him. And he is overjoyed to walk with you and to guide you through every season of life. So I'm going to pray. Jesus, we just thank you that you help us remember that you don't leave us to forget you, that you'll always be tugging on our heartstrings. Lord, would we remember you? Would we know that we need you? Lord, would we cry out, Lord, I need you every hour? Lord, when we are tempted to rely on ourselves, Lord, would we look to you instead? And I pray that we can all encourage each other and build each other up in this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for connecting with Hillcrest Church. For more info on this and other sermons, visit us online at hcbellingham.com or join us at 9 or 11 a.m. any Sunday morning, 1400 Larrabee Ave, Bellingham, Washington.